Two Girls, One Podcast is made possible by you, the listeners. And if you love the internet as much as we love talking about it, consider supporting us on Patreon. A lot of work and time go into research, recording, editing, and distributing this show. Contributing even one or two dollars per month is huge in offsetting our production costs. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash 2G1P. We'll keep making the show no matter what. But your support allows us to make it even better. Thank you so much for listening. And, and enjoy, enjoy the, the show. show. This extra special Valentine's Day episode of Two Girls, One Podcast is all about love on the internet. And not the Craigslist kind, the MySpace kind. And if there are any youths listening who don't remember MySpace, it was a social network, kind of like Instagram, but without the self-loathing. And now here are your hosts, who never swipe right on the first date, Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. everyone. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. And this is Two Girls, One Podcast, Valentine's Day special, suckas. Allie and <laughs> I, are, I don't know. I just thought we shouldn't keep it like, we, it shouldn't be too saccharine. So we should throw a suckas in there. Oh, okay. Uh, I support you. <laughs> cool. Uh, so Allie and I are performers who have performed the internet as a script on stage in front of a live audience for a lot of years in a show called Blog Logs. Through doing that show, we created a web series called Two Girls, One Show, which you can find on Hoo-Ha-Ha. And then that's it. Yeah. In you know, that series, I was thinking we, you hadn't yeah. done that in a while and I was feeling good about it, but now she'll fall back into Keep despair them on their toes. <laughs> okay. So that series, uh, we interview people behind internet posts and we go on scripted adventures and we ultimately decided that we wanted to do a podcast here with Matt and the daily dot. Hello. Hello, Hello Matt. Um, and in two girls, one podcast, we are talking to people behind internet communities and phenomena that we find super interesting. So today's episode is about uh, Love Day and people who met on the internet. Well, specifically one couple who met on the internet. We're interviewing <laughs> a couple who met on the internet. It's not us. It's not us. But also we should clarify that they did not meet through the traditional, now it's traditional, method of swiping. This is a couple who met on MySpace. <laughs> That's right. And they have really made their lives out of this. So... They started, they met on MySpace, then started documenting their long distance relationship. Eventually they were on Say Yes to the Dress. So we are talking to like the internet couple. Their Today, names are Day. Megan and Whitney Bacon Evans, and they go by Wagon. You might have seen them on Say Yes to the Dress. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as Ali said, like their entire relationship has been sort of documented online in some way. And, um, we're really interested to hear how through MySpace you even meet a romantic interest. Like, was that Well, a you're thing? really one to talk because you've done a lot of dating through Facebook, which is also <laughs> not a dating app. <laughs> That's true. Although, non-traditional methods. your current beau, is he your beau yet? Is that official? We're not allowed to talk about this on the podcast anymore because he listens to the <laughs> podcast, but uh, that no, is not, so not official. Funny. Wait, does he officially listen to the podcast? Did he tell you? He's like, I listen to every episode. Did he hear the episode about you talking about all the men you were dating? Listen, <laughs> I can't give away all the secrets, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he probably, I mean, he's listened to it. Well, I guess so yeah. he's going to listen to this, which is referencing that, but he should feel really good about himself because he should know that he won. There was a lot of competition and he won. Okay. So you're not allowed to talk. Did you tell him you, did you like promise him you weren't going to talk about him on the podcast anymore? No, but I'm taking, I'm taking hey. this up as a personal role. Yes, Matt. <laughs> hey, Ro- hey, Robert. I'm just, just giving him a shout out. I'm just assuming his name's why, Robert. Why would you I know his name, Robert? but I won't say it. But I it's just, not Robert. Just You're wrong. It. Just went for it. Um, but I wanted to say hi to him. Hey, Robert. 
How's it going? Hey, well, anyway, I don't even <laughs> I don't even remember what I was going to ask you. were talking you. about Facebook dating and yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, I was going to say, but your combo you actually met through online dating, I think. Is that right? I know. Oh, which you know wow. was something is something newer for me. So you're so normal. I know. <laughs> My God, it works for some people. <laughs> I mean, have you ever met anybody romantically, Allie, through like an, an unconventional online way, not just the dating apps? You'd probably remember better than I do. <laughs> I don't think so. Like I've never had some like weird Instagram catfishing Facebook story. Okay. That has not happened. I have never been catfished, thankfully. I have met someone through Instagram DM, which apparently is like the sleaziest way to meet somebody I, I've recently learned. <laughs> is it? Wait, um, who did you meet through uh, DMing? I'll tell you after the podcast. <laughs> he he listens too. Hey, John. <laughs> hey, Paul. Actually, yeah. Jen has dated a bunch of Pauls, so Paul is the good default mm. for Jen. <laughs> Just assume his name is Paul. Can you set the stage for me here? Okay. You guys talk about it as like, isn't it crazy? You could meet through Instagram or Facebook. It seems like a very natural place to meet because these platforms are 24-7 cocktail parties for you to find someone you're interested in based on mutual interests or connections. And then that evolves into flirting, which evolves into friending and messaging, which evolves into meeting in person. It, it, this is probably common or am I completely bonkers here? Based Back on my on experience, it is sort of common. <laughs> Online, it's not. No one ever, like I've never, the only like DMs that I've gotten from strangers are like totally inappropriate or someone just being like, Hey, and I'm but like, I guess I'm saying not you? strangers. See, that not, doesn't happen to yeah. me though. Like it's not friends like, of friends oh. aren't like reaching out to me on social media, mm -hmm. but maybe that happens okay. to other people. And it just doesn't happen to me. I don't know. I guess in my experience in the past, uh, so I've had, a, I've had strangers reach out, which normally doesn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> One time, like I actually dated the person for a little while. It was a stranger who reached out, um, who was like, Seemed like a decent human, uh, but usually Wait, it's like refresh I'll meet my memory. Give me a code. Who was this one? Allie's really <laughs> perturbed that she doesn't remember. That. Hey, he listens to. Hey, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but I was okay, going to say okay. on Facebook. On Facebook, the thing that has happened in the past is like I would have met somebody once or twice or something, and then we friend each other, and oh, then we okay, just start. Yeah start a conversation and that leads to, Hey, do you want to grab mm -hmm. a drink? And that does feel like a very mm -hmm. natural way to like ease into that conversation <laughs> because it keeps you connected. It keeps you connected to that random person that you met uh, at work or through a coffee shop who, unless you were both like super intent on like, let me get your number. Uh, that that connection seems like it would fade. Yeah. But if you're kind of seeing them in your feed here and there and getting getting info on them on their lives, then maybe that would rekindle the connection. Absolutely. And maybe this seems intuitive, but I'll just say that my one little tip for doing that for anybody thinking about doing it is to friend them almost immediately after you have contact with them. <laughs> Don't wait or it gets creepy. <laughs> you mean if you like meet someone at a party and then you like friend them three months later? Yeah. Or like even waiting like yeah, a week like, is kind of weird. Because then it suggests you even like thinking about them. But if you do it right away, it's <laughs> casual it's like hey we just met want to keep in touch do you want to grab a coffee and then it's a thing yeah that's my that's my tip i usually don't have tips in this realm but there you go yeah no you're in a position to give tips now <laughs> i don't know girl <laughs> well i'm curious what mr matt is doing for valentine's day matt what are you doing for valentine's day uh no, no concrete plans i don't know <laughs> we, we we got a lot got a lot going on and uh 
Valentine's Day does not seem high on the priority okay. list. Though I am only one half of the equation, so we shall okay. see. Yeah, you guys have been well, together so long, and you're like, whatever. <laughs> I don't think Valentine's Day is like, it's like a made-up, ridiculous holiday. Yeah. yeah, It's a Hallmark holiday, that's for sure. Yeah, Jen, um, I'm doing our show in San Francisco, as you know, for Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, you're doing How to Break Up by Text? Wait, I thought, we, I thought you knew this. Jen no, and I, I created a show <laughs> called How to Break <laughs> We created a show called How to Break that's Up awesome. by Text, where we perform and analyze audience members text breakups so i thought this would be very fitting for valentine's day (laughs) so well not on valentine's day on february 15th i will be performing and analyzing audience members text breakups you guys gotta go listeners you can go to (laughs) howtobreakupbytext.com to to get your tickets but listen don't break up with your honey boo on valentine's day just because you want to see ali's show and submit your text message Yeah, don't do that because then you're an asshole. Unless you're planning on it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Unless, right, unless it's inevitable and you want to get some that's content true, out that's of true. it. <laughs> no, no, no. But okay, if you but break up before Valentine's Day, like a, at least a couple days before. After is fucked up because then you have to like have Valentine's Day together. I love how my tips to everyone is like how to connect on social media for a date, and yours are like how to break up with people in time so they can submit their text breakups to your show. <laughs> no, not so I can submit. That's I'm just saying, up. if you're thinking of breaking up anyway, they should do it before the 11th. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if someone breaks up with you by text this week, you've got to submit it to me. You can email it to 2g1podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Cool. That's all I have to say about that. So yeah, Valentine's well, Day, just I'm celebrating gotcha. with some breakups. <laughs> some breakups. Cool. Yeah. Oh cool, no, cool. actually, I I was I was seeing a few dudes, but I don't think any of it's going anywhere. Oh no, do tell. What? So a few dudes? <laughs> well, give well, us the I, background. Well, one of them was a maniac, and we had so much fun, and would go dancing. But then there was a part of me that's like, ooh, I think he's. A real maniac, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh. So I told him, I was like, I like you, but I think dating you is going to be an emotional roller coaster and I can't ride that ride. But in the future, <laughs> if you decide you'd like to be, you know, more communicative and you'd like to try this again, feel free to let me know. Just a quick shout out to Mike. I do know he listens. So, <laughs> hey, Mike, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> now I kind of want to tell you his name. He's such a maniac. He wouldn't care. Uh, and then this other guy who's been like super nice, bringing me flowers, but now I think he's ghosting. I'm not sure. You're gonna have to keep. What us are you updated. doing wrong, uh, Matt? Stop. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> what what happened? Ellie's I don't doing know. Nothing what happened wrong. between the flowers and the ghosting? No, that's my question. I don't know. I don't know. I would love to hear from some ghosters out there. We kind of have talked to them in, in that show, How to Break Up by Text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you guys, yeah. if you, women or men, you guys, meaning both genders, like if you have ever ghosted people and, and do it fairly often, let us know why you do it. Yeah, if you're um, a chronic ghoster, email us, 2g1podcast at gmail.com and we'll do a ghosting special episode. Right after our yeah. Valentine's Day special. <laughs> anyway, let's bring this back up. It's it's a, this is the love episode. You got any trivia for us, Matt? I'm... Oh, I got some trivia. It is some love themed. Yes, guys. I have guys. I have breaking news. What? What? What's, what's happening? The guy that I thought was ghosting just texted just now. No, what? <laughs> there's no way. He heard you. Oh, I'm sure he'll ghost next week. <laughs> <laughs> Allie. Okay, let's go. Trivia. (laughs) Today's episode is about love and 
Valentine's Day, and the theme of our trivia is love and something lovely. Something lovely gone wrong. Oh, uh, no. A European couple who are probably Swiss, we'll get into that later, uh, they went to the Maldives, which is a tropical island in the Indian Ocean, Pacific Ocean, uh, you know, a very lovely place. They went there to renew their wedding vows, and they wanted to do it in that country's native language. The hotel staff, where they were staying, officiated the ceremony, they captured it on video, and everything went beautifully in this island paradise. Or so they thought. When the couple uploaded the video to YouTube later, they realized something was very wrong. Oh my what God. What happened? I have chills all over my I body hope right so now. so much that there were UFOs in the background. <laughs> wow, you got it. You didn't need choices this week. <laughs> Ellie never needs choices because she gets the gift card no matter what. All right, go ahead. It's true. It's true. It's true. So false. Here are your choices. A. YouTube commenters pointed out that the woman had a tattoo, which was incredibly insulting to the local culture, and it caused a national uproar when the video went viral. That is choice A. Choice B. Wait, like she officiant. had like uh, some like other character, like an, uh, tattooed on her back and she didn't realize what it meant or something? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Okay. Choice B. Uh, the officiant who performed the ceremony had no idea how to conduct it, so he just kind of defaulted to reciting the words to jingle bells and other Christmas carols, but in his native language. They had no idea what he was saying, but he was just, you know, doing gibberish. <laughs> or C, YouTube captions revealed that the officiant was actually insulting the couple to their faces in his native language instead of reciting the vows. Wow, these are all so good. C, C, C. Allie's going with C. My gut was C, but I kind of want to go with B, gibberish. Okay. Yeah. One for B, one for C. We will find out the correct answer after the break. And now a real bartering proposal entitled Swap Vintage Eyeglass Frames to Female for Massage. From the website where females can get all sorts of things, Seeking student or physical therapy aid who can give me a two-hour massage. Uh, this is a sincere author, and I am a senior with arthritis have other things to swap as well. <laughs> Could develop into a, a part-time job. If interested, please email me your contact info and availability. Uh, did that seem kind of sexual to you? I, I don't know. No, no, not at all. You know, though, he was saying it's a part-time job, but then he talked about bartering, and it's like, which one is it? You know what I mean? Is this employment or is this a bartering mm. situation? Yeah, his ask is not clear. Also, a student. Yeah, am I getting a W two? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> 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 not for a part-time. Just a ten ninety-nine, probably. Yeah. Oh. 
Oh, taxes. Yeah, no, no, that's different. I, I don't know. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll stop the tax Welcome talk. back to Tax Forms, the show where we discuss tax forms. <laughs> where we make taxes fun. <laughs> anyway, speaking of, is that sexual? I think it's time for our guests. <laughs> well, we got to get trivia? the trivia. Don't oh, shit. I forgot so right over it. Trivia. Oh, my so answer C. I already know. The answer C. Right the answer C. <laughs> Today's trivia is about love, which is the theme of, uh, loosely the theme of to this week's show. Uh, a European couple went to the Maldives to renew their wedding vows in the country's native language. Uh, this was a service provided by the hotel staff, this resort on an island where they stayed. Uh, and they filmed a video of this ceremony and thought everything was going great. And then they uploaded it to YouTube and found out the horrible truth. A that uh, the woman had a tattoo that was incredibly insulting to the local culture and it caused a nationwide uproar. B, the officiant had no idea how to conduct the ceremony, so just sang jingle bells in his native language. Or C, the YouTube captions revealed that the officiant was actually insulting the couple to their faces in his native language. Jen went with B, Ali firmly went with C. Are you ready for the correct answer? Yes. Sure. The correct answer is... See, <gasps> uh, I knew it. I'm a genius. Yeah, she knew it. The reason I said B, I just want to let everybody know, is because Matt, you seemed like you were intentionally making that one sound less mm. important, and I was like, oh, Matt would do that to the correct. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, okay. Oh, so what, what did you, he you say? thought I was? I was dismissive of downplaying C. it. You yeah. were trying to psychology B. him. Right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, what were the insults? So, uh, I believe the Maldives is a somewhat or predominantly Muslim country. So, this was an Islamic blessing, and apparently, the hotel staff worker who was officiating this had some sort of issue with the people who were par- perhaps not devout enough or not practicing Muslims, or perhaps they were mixed uh, mixed ethnicities of some sort. So he was saying in his own language, quote, you are swine. The children that you bear from this marriage will be bastard swine. Oh, Your marriage is not God. a valid one. Uh, dismissed them as pork-eating infidels. You are not the kind of people who can have a valid marriage. One of you is an infidel. The other two is an infidel. We have reason to believe an atheist who does not even believe in an infidel religion. You fornicate and make a lot of children. You drink and you eat pork. Most of the children that you have, uh, most of the children that you have are marked with spots and blemishes. So the couple is standing there thinking that this is all rosy and and beautiful, holding hands, I suppose. And the the hotel staff who are filming the video and surrounding them clearly speak this language and they are laughing at them. They're like LOLing because the guy is like calling them infidels to their faces. They hand the video, everyone's smiling, and then they upload it to YouTube. And I I think what happened is either YouTube's captioning system auto-captioned the video for them or some other user like captioned it because that's sort of, there's sort of a a volunteer system on YouTube where you can add captions. Um, And they realized when looking at it later that the the man was uh, insulting them horribly during this uh, beautiful uh, paradise ceremony. Well, that makes me so sad (laughs) that that (laughs) happened and that nobody said anything. Nobody deserves to have that said to them. I do wonder what this couple did to provoke the ire of this person. <laughs> but um, are you it victim blaming? Like maybe... Is that what's happening? Because <laughs> oh, I guess I am. The no, fact that I, they yeah, did I that is nuts. 
Also, pork is delicious. Well, let's hear a happy story about marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do that. We are extremely excited to have Megan and Whitney Bacon Evans with us today. Uh, They are married. They met way back in the day on MySpace and um, have been on Say Yes to the Dress. Uh, They have their own blog called What Wagon Did Next. You might uh, be familiar with their YouTube channel. Uh, So welcome, Megan and Whitney. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. Excited to be here. Absolutely. I think that, that that you being on our podcast is really appropriate because you guys met through the internet and technology and now we're all meeting through the internet and technology and we're excited to be a foursome. No, just kidding. <laughs> Let's pretend I didn't say that. Anyway, we're really excited to have you for our Valentine's Day special. Yeah, thank you. We're so excited to, to be here. Um, we always say, you know, we're we're very cheesy, hopeless romantics. And we absolutely love celebrating Valentine's Day. It's always like Cupid threw up in our house around Mm -hmm. that time, isn't it, babe? (laughs) (laughs) That's great because I think love is dead. But um, (laughs) can we take it way back? We'd love to, I mean, we know you've told your story a million times, but we'd love to focus on the fact that you met on MySpace, like the dinosaur of the internet. Yes, mm-hmm. I know exactly. You can, can tell you the age like, of someone. Paint a picture of your profiles for us. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, MySpace was definitely back in the day. Not a lot of people actually remember it. No, kids these kids these days are like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" But um, what I can remember <laughs> from 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 Megan's profile was she had this cute little face. She had blonde hair and this like super trendy fringe. I was like, wow, okay. And these really stylish glasses and hot pink lipstick on and like bright eyeshadow. <laughs> um, but I thought she looked incredibly <laughs> cute. about right, yeah. What about the rest of my profile? Um, I think you were obsessed with loads of like gay celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Yeah, Alan Cumming, Darren Hayes. You were all about fashion and you had this cute little accent and you just seemed so different and unattainable. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, I remember when you added me, I think you were just this really cute blonde girl um, with a great town that lived in Hawaii. So I was like, oh my gosh, she lives in Hawaii. And I remember that you really liked Kira Knightley as well. So I thought, we're going to get along just fine. Yes, yes. But the craziest part about the whole story is kind of how I found Megan. I was uh, living in Hawaii at the time, but I had just flown into Kentucky to spend Christmas with my family. And thank God for jet lag. I was up really late, like as you do back in then, you know, back in 2006, get on MySpace and kind of see what everyone's up to. And I always had this fascination <laughs> with the British, especially like British girls and their accents. And it was just also fascinating to me um, as a kid. So I was like, I wonder how British girls kind of differ from American girls. You know, at this point, I had never been to England or met anyone from England really in my life. So I was like, I'm going to have a little look on MySpace. So I was trying to find British girls, but it was really hard because you had to browse by a postcode. And I mean, I was naive. I was like, what's a postcode? But it's a zip code, basically, you know, with, with letters in it. And I was having a really hard time <laughs> figuring it out. So I just Googled, like, British zip code. And then um, a postcode came up with numbers. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to put it into browse in MySpace. So the first postcode that pops up, I put it into MySpace. And behold, Megan's picture is on that, um, is on the first page. So I always say kind of like, if 
you know, that one click, that one moment completely altered my entire life. Wow. So you sort of like magicked her into being by entering this postcode. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she just appeared. Did you have any thought at this time when you met one another that you could meet in real life? Like how soon did that come up in the discussion? Hmm. No. I mean, Megan, you, I've been rambling. Do you want to take that one? <laughs> um, from my point of view, no, because she lived like all the way in Hawaii. And to me, that place just seemed so far away. And even though it seemed like a magical dream place that I would love to visit, I honestly didn't think I'd ever get there. And, and secondly, she lived all the way in Hawaii. So why or how would we end up dating if this wouldn't work? So not for like the first couple of years. And um, and apparently I was kind of more un- unattainable to Whitney. Like I, I wouldn't reply to messages for days. <laughs> I was really frustrating her, I think, wasn't I? You were. Because you probably wanted to meet me. I don't know what you thought. Of that I mean, thing. I did. I didn't think I ever really would at that point. But, um, you know, I, w- I was always very hopeful. Um and seeing has as I had this like obsession with the British, I needed to really like you know fulfill that. So in college, there was a study abroad program, and of course, I wanted to go to London. So you know, off I went, and then I told Megan what, like six months prior to to when I was mm-hmm. going. Um, so she was like, okay. So we started chatting a lot on Facebook Messenger. Uh, we never hinted that we liked each other or anything like that. Um, yeah, we moved to Facebook at this point. Yeah, we moved to Facebook, you know. <laughs> Still. That's, that's how old we are. Escalating. <laughs> yeah. um, but I had this crazy, insane feeling. I don't know what it was, but that I was just going to marry her one day. I mean, I would think about it all the time, like envision myself in her life. I even told my friends, like, I'm going to marry this girl one day. And they're like, you're absolutely crazy. Um, but, you know, some of those friends actually came to our wedding and they're like, this is so crazy. I can't believe this happened. But <laughs> I just call Megan like my little divine intervention. Like it was just the weirdest feeling. And like, I just don't know how it really happened, but it was just all meant to be, I think. But um, I well, it happened because one of you was looking for British girls on the Internet. That's right. I like, <laughs> yeah, I Should I just start I looking dudes that. up by zip code? Like, hey, yeah. I'd like to date this kind of nationality. <laughs> well, I, think I mean, so. yeah, That's the new way forward. Yeah, yeah, the zip code. Um, yeah, I mean, I sound kind of crazy, but <laughs> a little bit, don't I? Yeah, I was into like we dated for like, a couple of years, I think, in that she said, "Oh, by the way, I used to think we'd get married, and I'd do these little walks and think about you and everything." And I was like, "I know, okay. it's just really weird. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Something came over me. I was like, this is the girl you're meant to be with.'" And um, yeah, we met in 2008. Um, I arrived in London on a Wednesday. We met on the following Saturday. Saturday and then the rest was literally herstory as they say um, <laughs> as I say um two weeks later we were official and then we did 40 years of long distance from the Hawaii to the UK mm-hmm. and now we've bridged the gaps of geography and I've lived in England for what, almost six and a half years now wow so you met in 2008 and how many years at that point did you say you'd been talking um two years we think it'd been a couple years couple years yeah yeah, but, but okay. not a lot in the beginning and then in like the half a year leading up because then I knew I could actually meet her. Um, that, that's when I got a bit more interested, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And was there a romantic element to your online interaction? Like, were you flirting with one another or was it just like when you met, it was like, okay, yeah. this is all the romance in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Even though I was like, I'm going to marry this girl. I never like that. I didn't want her to think I was like crazy or anything. So I played it cool, you know, just like, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we chatted, we like sent long messages like, every single day and we definitely both were probably interested, but no, it wasn't really like flirty at all. and. Especially for me, I wanted to uh-huh. wait until I met her in person because I just wasn't sure until you meet someone what they're really going to be like. Um, and also, mm-hmm. Whitney heavily edited her photos. So <laughs> I was like, I don't really know what she could look like. She also refused to get on webcam, so I never actually saw her. 
So really, y'all could have been catfished, so I didn't know. <laughs> Wait, what was the deal with that? I know, I don't know. I just, I was so, um, I don't know, like just had a phobia of it. Uh, I guess insecure a little bit that mm. maybe I wouldn't live up to what she thought. But I just maybe wanted her to be surprised seeing me in real life. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was good. <laughs> so tell us about the moment of seeing one another. Oh, Megan's nudging me. She's like, you go. go. Um, <laughs> well, we uh, we met at Waterloo Station. Um, and I had a lot of my uh, Hawaii friends with me at that time that were studying abroad as well. And I needed them for a little bit of like, courage. But she didn't tell me they were going to be there. No, I didn't. I forgot to tell them. <laughs> so I was only 20 at this time and, you know, um, Never, we couldn't drink in America, obviously, because we weren't 21, but I needed some like liquid courage to meet Megan. I was so nervous. So I had like three mojitos right before I met her. And I, don't, I didn't really oh drink gosh. much at all. So you like, showed up wonderful. shit-faced with your friends. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's me. Just yeah. got off the train, you know. But I remember her it. like coming cool. down the stairs, cool, cool. her little blonde hair, and just like she was so smiley. And, you know, we, we hugged for the first time. It was just like magical, really. Um, I had no idea, though, like, Life as I knew it from that point would just never be the same. Um, I was hopeful, but yeah, it, it was amazing. It was life-changing. Wait, so what happened to all the friends that were tagging along? Did they come on the first date? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, they Once they saw Megan cool. wasn't like a serial killer yeah. or anything, they were cool. Um, and they didn't know we met online, actually. I said we met through a mutual friend. Oh, yeah, you kept it a secret. <laughs> that was, it was taboo back then to kind of meet online, wasn't it? The irony. But now I'm like, yeah, we met online. But yeah, I don't know. I just felt like <laughs> they, they, my friends would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I remember I, I, I saw her and I thought, oh, my God, she looks really pretty, like, long blonde hair. And then I was like, wait, why are there loads of, like, girls around? Like, do I, well, do you have six people with you? I don't know. And I was walking across this bridge and they were literally just all staring at me. And then I had to walk down the stairs of them all looking at me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is horrendous. And then they – obviously, I met them and they told me their names. And I was thinking, okay, like, I'm probably never going to meet you again. <laughs> nice to meet you. Bye. And then, like, I've known them for, like, a decade now, and they came to our wedding and stuff, so that's quite funny. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering, so then you started four years of long distance, and how did technology come into play in terms of keeping that alive? Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank goodness. I mean, technology is a lot better now, but um, it definitely helped us out. Um, What did we use? We used, wasn't it called Viber? Viber. And and WhatsApp before, like, everyone started using it. Yeah, WhatsApp was, like, our thing. And, um... And I think, and Skype, we tried Skype often on our phones. It would not, that's what I say, like technical problems for us. It often just like wouldn't work well for us for whatever reason. And actually technology helped us, but also at the same time also made it kind of frustrating when like things just wouldn't work. Um, But it made us keep in contact. We still use Facebook. We kind of message each other daily because we had 11 hours time difference. So really we didn't actually get to speak a lot um, in in real time, did we? So we used to like leave long messages. And also I don't know what this website was but i found a website where you could like record a video for your webcam and then send it to a person so we use that quite a lot to send each other kind of like video messages for when we like woke up and things which was quite nice that was cool and we also used to write like handwritten cards to each other which was really cute and romantic remember yeah <laughs> you don't remember but <laughs> I, I, I have a very good memory <laughs> oh no oh <laughs> Well, it worked out. <laughs> yes, so then did. four years later, what happened? So four years later, um, Megan, um, she had finished, completely finished her master's and I think was like, like already working. And I had finished up like my time in Hawaii and studies and all that. So I was ready to, you know, move to England to be with Megan. So we put all of our evidence together and, you know, printed off all 10,000 photos of us and really, really hopeful. And then the visa gets denied so i'm in disbelief we're, we're well, this at- wasn't four years though was it when was this 
Uh, that was in 2011, just after you got engaged, it got denied first time round. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the first visa we applied for her, I'd moved to Hawaii for three months. Um, and we applied for her visa thinking that it would just be like really easy. But um, yeah, they denied us, which is really sad. And Whitney just, it was just an email they just sent you to say, sorry, you've been denied. And Whitney hadn't even like spotted the email in her inbox. We were just like grocery shopping. I looked in her phone and I was like, what the hell? Oh my God, we've been denied. And and we thought she was going to fly back with me and everything. And I had to return to England alone. And then she left Hawaii and moved to South Carolina with, with her mom for like a year and a half until we applied for another visa. And luckily that one was approved. So we've done a lot of visas and um, Whitney's actually now um, a dual citizen as well. Do you know why it was denied the first time? Um, because we didn't live akin to marriage, um, which is impossible because we were long distance. Yeah, and somehow they want you to prove that like, both your names on your bills and like all your house or your mortgage and stuff like that. But obviously we didn't live in the same country. So it was very strange, but I think they just do it to kind of rule people out who aren't serious. So, you know, once we, that sounds like a catch 22, you have to show evidence that you're living together, but you can't live together because you can't get the visa. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you prove it. They're like, well, you're illegally living there. So (laughs) So denied. (laughs) So yeah, it was a lose lose for me. You should have just, just tell the government, Hey, check out these great MySpace comments we we left (laughs) on each other's profiles. We're definitely in love. Oh my gosh, you should have printed those chat logs. (laughs) Yeah, I think we we did. I think we printed, I think we might have printed all our face messages. Like literally the amount of evidence we gave was like insane. And unfortunately they don't accept videos. I think because they used to see videos, they probably didn't actually want to watch. And, um, but we obviously had so many videos on YouTube. We're like, seriously, it's such a shame. They wouldn't accept like this content because it'd be so obvious. Um, So yeah, they just got like photo albums of us. Like, and then the next time around we we did it, we hired, um, a lawyer and she was like finding it quite amusing as how many photos <laughs> like three hour photo albums like, here you go <laughs> before we get too far ahead i wanted to talk about the time that you were apart do you have any best practices for our listeners who are in relationships with people they've met on the internet and trying to like keep it alive um until they can be together yeah. um you have quite a few let me try and think of one i think one would be um the first one and foremost is to make sure you're both equally on the same page and you want the end result because if one person wants something, you know, different, it just, it's never going to work. So I think communication is key in, in the kind of setting um, goals for like kind of what you want out of the relationship. Wouldn't you say that's like, yeah, I think you both equally got to put the same amount of effort in to make it work because it can be like obviously time consuming, um, especially if you're on different time zones and different hours. So you do have to set time aside to make sure that you do have time for your partner rather than being really busy with life and then not making them important. Um, and also I think it's really just having a date in mind for when you're next going to see each other. So whether it's like a few weeks, months, or maybe even a year, but at least you can work towards that date and know that it is going to come to an end and you will be together again, even if it's just for a few days, sadly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and um, I think also, I mean, nowadays technology mm. is a lot better um, than, you know, it was for us. We didn't even have FaceTime, you know, as we were saying, so just constantly trying to be in contact as much as possible just to make the other feel like they're part of your life and updating them with the mundane things mm. like, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Hey, uh, I bought this because I thought of you or just kind of integrating them in your life as, as much as possible. Yeah. And I think if you can't be there as well for like special occasions, like a birthday, like making sure you do send something in advance that's going to arrive in time for them or arrange like a surprise of their friends or just something cute if you can't do anything with them. Great. So now you are together and you have an IRL life together. (laughs) (laughs) And we, (laughs) 
<laughs> and um, we we want to hear about like all of the amazing things that you've been doing together. So the blog, the YouTube channel. What were some of what were your first projects together, and how did they start? Mm. Well, actually, yeah, I started the blog and YouTube channel when we were long distance. Um, I set the blog up first to kind of document our long distance journey, but also to put our faces out out there online as visible lesbians because growing up neither of us um had like role models to look up to like Whitney said I loved Alan Cumming and <laughs> Ian McKellen and that kind of stuff and I had no like females to look up to and be like oh that could be my life um so we kind of wanted to provide that for others and and I naturally was someone who always filmed and like took pictures and then there was this website that came along called YouTube and so this was before even a YouTuber existed and I just started uploading like kind of, I guess, a montage video of my travels to Hawaii or we might have gone to Paris, stuff like that. And then we just naturally started to gain a following um, and it just kind of grew from there. So people followed us from our long distance days to like getting engaged, getting the visa denied, getting the visa and Whitney moving over. And we've also had a civil partnership and a marriage. So there's been a lot of life events um, and we have been together a decade now, which is really quite scary. <laughs> so aside from that that's been great but what we didn't even know could happen was that we could also um do this as a living say so we actually quit both our full-time jobs last year so we actually now work as um influencers I guess and we we focus a lot on travel which is really fun and considering that a lot of our relationship was travel we now get to travel together on a plane and go different places so that's quite exciting Exactly. And then from that, we decided to launch a couple businesses as well. So we have a digital agency where we help other companies with their social media. Um, and then we also have a dating website for um, feminine LGBTQ plus women called Fun Fems. Um, it just made sense because we met online. Mm. It was nice to be able to provide a, you know, a safe place for others to, um, to go to and to have like a community with like-minded people. When did that dating website launch? That launched in 2015, wasn't it? Yeah, 2015. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's crazy. And it's in the UK and <laughs> USA and it's doing really well. Do you have any kind of statistics on how many couples have met through the site? Well, we have had a couple who, um, who are getting married soon, which was the ultimate success story, really. But a lot of our members, they don't really want their story out there yet, unfortunately. Yeah, some, a lot of them aren't out maybe to all their family or friends so it's an awkward thing of like oh I'd love to share this but but we can't so unfortunately we have any like stats um because it's only if they reach out to us as well really for us to find out but we love hearing from them um but we do run like an Instagram page and that and we get to hear from a lot of different like um LGBTQ women from around the world so that's quite fun and can you tell us how you ended up on say yes to the dress and how that experience was (laughs) I I always loved watching the show and um I had no idea it actually come to the UK and my friend mentioned it and I was like, oh my God. So I just looked it up and just dropped them an email. I didn't even know if they were still filming or casting. And luckily they were actually getting ready to cast for the new season. Um, so they came back and like said that we'd be their first like same-sex couple on the show and they'd love to have us. So for us, we thought that'd be really cool to, again, raise visibility of lesbian couples. Um, and also it's one of the experience of trying on dresses like that. And we got to film with the host, David Emmanuel, who designed the dress for Princess Diana. So that was really fun. And um, yeah, yeah, it was our first time trying on dresses. So it was definitely a unique experience because Whitney said yes to the first dress you tried on, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And that was absolutely crazy because (laughs) I ended up saying yes to the dress, went back on the show for fitting, said no to the dress. And then I had to find another dress. So I ended up (laughs) saying yes. So it was completely Mm -hmm. 
dramatic. Uh, Megan was in tears, but I have to say it was real life <laughs> and the way that it was portrayed on TV was real. Like it was the real deal because it is such a, you know, intimate experience getting your dress and it's so real that you kind of forget the cameras are there, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I had an yeah. ugly like Kim Kardashian cry, that's for sure. Because we had like three weeks until we were going to America. Oh, no. Three months. We're getting married out in Palm Springs. So we really had like no time for this to happen. And I was like, no. <laughs> it was crazy. Weddings are stressful. Yeah, I can't imagine also putting it on TV. <laughs> it was yeah, like, that moment, all yeah, of the crying. stress. Like, Why are you upset? I was like, Why did we do this? No. <laughs> we all came together. And, it's, and one of the reasons I wanted to do it as well is to like also show like mothers and fathers as well that their kids can like be happy and find their you know their princess charming or or what have you because I wish our parents would have had that you know when we first mm-hmm. came out of the closet so it kind of can go beyond the scope mm-hmm. um so that was really cool because you just never know who's watching and who could, you could just change someone's perspective and mind yeah we just get noticed quite a lot don't we from that yeah. I'm like I don't know would you be someone who watches our YouTube channel because they like recognize us and then I'm like do you watch the yes to the dress <laughs> and they're like oh my god yes <laughs> So funny. I'm curious, you've put so much of your story out there and you're so open about, you know, sharing parts of yourselves through the different professional things mm-hmm. that you're doing. Um, how, how are you able to do that? Like, what's your personal take on that? Like, how, do you need to, or how do you preserve sort of like your privacy or, you know, special things between the two of you? Yeah. I think, um, a lot of it's the fact that, um, we're in control of what we put out there, um, especially me because I edit. <laughs> so um, I, <laughs> nice. think, yeah, I think if we suddenly had a film crew that came in and just filmed everything of our lives and I had no control on what was edited, I would absolutely freak out. Um, but the fact that it's like we decide what we film, what we show, um, we obviously like that. And there's there's still lots of areas that we obviously don't show, don't talk about. And sometimes like people want to know we're actually real. Like, do we actually fight or are we just this weird couple that is just happy 24 seven. And so we do try and be real now and then. Cause obviously we do have um, our little fights, but they're more just like tips, like bickering, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes we are enjoying a moment, but you know, we do have to capture it maybe for working with a brand or something, but we just try our best to do that and also enjoy the moment like a sunset or something. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this that saying as cheesy as it sounds like, if you do love what you do, you don't really see it as working but because we love what we do so much. And what we do is just part of like normal day to day life. A lot of times um, we don't realize we're working, but then we also find ourselves like never taking a day off, if that makes sense. So it's like, Oh my gosh, you just go in this hole of like, <laughs> what day is it? Where am I? Um, but it's like the little moments I think me and Megan have like right before we go to bed, we have like pillow talk, you know, we might like laugh and like kind of reminisce on the day. And we always have a really meaningful like breakfast, um, mm-hmm every morning is what I like to call it. Like we sit down, we have our coffee, we have like our favorite breakfast every day and we always watch a program before we like get started. And it's like those little moments are like, you know, they're really special um, and they're uninterrupted. So it's just those little, little things. You mentioned to us before this interview started that you're romantics. I think you said that. Um, So, you know, what you just mentioned was really romantic. (laughs) What are some other things you guys do uh, to be romantic? Um, I don't know. I guess I think around Valentine's, we're always especially romantic. Like one year we actually even got each other the same presents. Like that's how alike we think it was hilarious. Um, But I think we just, we like to just make time for one another and and sometimes, you know, we might just have champagne just for the sake of having champagne rather than actual reason. Exactly. I don't know. I just think our lives together are just, we're, it's just quite romantic, maybe. I don't know. Do you have any other examples? I'm trying to think. Um, I think as well, like, um, we get excited still for the little things together as a couple because we were so long distant. Like, even like, I don't know, having um, on a Friday, just 
trying to make some time to like watch a movie and get like Chinese takeaway mm. is like amazing. Like, we get so excited just for like the little normal things. <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. And we are really joined at the hip. And we think it is because the long distance did this to us, but it's ridiculous. Like even if we're just going up the road to like get something from the store, Whitney will come in the car with me and sit in the car and then wait for me <laughs> while I go in. <laughs> and then we drive back home together. We're like, what is wrong with us? Like, yeah. Well, I just went to run an errand um, like an hour or a couple hours ago. And Megan was like, oh, I missed you so much. And I was only gone 45 minutes. Mm. And it's just so cute. Like even in the same house, if I'm upstairs or she's downstairs, like, you know, we'll text each other like, miss you, come come give me a cuddle or something like that you know oh my god i know people want to vomit all the time i know but it's i would say you can't like yeah we're ridiculous but um i was never like that until i met megan i mean i know i've been with her a third of my life but i just but you were a child before you met her true yeah i was a baby but um it's just weird so funny you guys are like professional lovebirds <laughs> on and off yeah, screen. Yeah, what were your jobs before you quit last year? Um, I was working as um, an account manager, and I was also working in like digital marketing as well. And I actually worked in HR. They're rather different, um, but I okay. used to, I always was the one kind of like running our blog and YouTube. So outside of work, it was like my hobby, or I was doing it at my lunch break and stuff like that, and then. And work, I was very different. But. Do you still do HR for Wagon? You know, like if there's a complaint, we got to like take it to HR. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be like, I'll speak to HR manager. Yeah. Like, no. no. Um, I have a complaint about my... It's very useful, yeah. And actually not long before we yeah, quit, like, I actually... Just, like, let her know at breakfast yeah. over programs. Yeah. You have a complaint for HR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ask Whitney. Yeah, just, yeah. So exactly. what is yeah. next for your Lovebird empire? Oh, well, we're actually writing a book at the moment. Mm-hmm. Which is really exciting. Um, we started in January about our lives. It's, it's kind of a memoir. No, it's it's like a memoir esque book. Um, it's about our lives, um, kind of kind of told from our perspective um, up until we we meet, um, and it kind of delves into like my childhood of growing up in the South, being outed, living in like um, the bubble belt of America, and kind of the journey um, that I went through that kind of led me here. Um, just to be able to you know help kids back in you know where I was from just relate or anybody for that matter just to know like anything's possible and you know um you know you can overcome things and so yeah it's just a story I've always wanted to tell really and I think it sounds like a the time is right <laughs> yeah what are some of the responses you've received in terms of raising the visibility for lesbians well it's been amazing we've actually have received quite a lot of messages from like girls and older like, women I guess that have um, watched our YouTube videos or seen our photos and it's enabled them and empowered them to um, either like, accept who they are and also come out which is really cool and um, we had like one follower who said that she didn't think that she would have married the woman of her dreams if it wasn't for us. And then I was like, oh my goodness, that's so nice. And um, yesterday, in fact, she just um, mentioned us in, in the blog post she wrote about coming out and how much she attributed to us helping her come out. And um, it was really sweet. And I shared it and then it made her cry and she rang her mum and then her mum messaged me thanking me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> like, it's just crazy when you realise how much of an effect you've had on one person's life. It makes it all worthwhile, really. Well, as our final question to you, we're curious what you are doing for Valentine's Day this Ooh. year. Um, we're actually off to somewhere very different. We are going to Alberta um, in Canada, in Canada for, the, for the first time. So we're going to, it's a very like snowy, magical little love oasis. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, why are you laughing, Megan? <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing at you. Yeah. Why are you laughing at me? But um, we're super excited. Neither of us have been anywhere like that. It just looks so beautiful and romantic. 
Well, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you for having us. And we hope you continue to have lovely well, thank adventures. Thank you so much. I hope you have a lovely Valentine. Yes. Wow. Uh, love in the age of the internet. Um, it's interesting to see like the old internet versus the new internet too. And I wonder if they met more recently, if they would have waited a few years to meet. I just feel like everything has sped up even in the last few years. Um, Wait, what do you mean it's sped up in the past few years? Oh, I just, um, I mean, well, not like, well, literally, I guess the internet has probably gotten faster. <laughs> but um, also just like the amount of ways that we're communicating has accelerated. Oh, you mean thinking back that they had to like deliver video messages rather than just video chat? Yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy world. I mean, pretty soon long distance won't even be a thing because everyone will just be like hanging out and fucking in VR. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you live in Germany? That's fine. We'll just meet in this chat room and touch each other. Like it's going to be like we're in the same place. Oh my Which God, is that's kind so of nice. Strange. I know. I don't know I if know. I like that. <laughs> I just still love the idea of walking in on someone fucking in VR. Because you walk in, they're just wearing a full body suit thrusting. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) I just think it's crazy that they actually are professional lovebirds. Like literally the fact that they met each other didn't just change their personal lives. It changed their professional lives. And they. Yeah. Like their (laughs) relationships so greatly came to define their lives. Like they said, like they had no idea in that moment that their lives were about to change. Yeah. But they and they quit their jobs. (laughs) Yeah. Very appropriate Valentine's Day special. Right. And just striking how random it is that we find people. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I do think so much of dating is luck. Yeah, and know, also um, search. Also search. And how like you continuing type, what the if search? you said to search into oh, oh, the search bar. <laughs> like for her, it was the postal codes of, you know, where the British hotties were going to be. You know, so I think it's also <laughs> just like how you fill out that search bar. Right. And apparently like, like, I'm not filling out my search bar correctly. (laughs) I think you got to get in personally, like into some weird niche dating sites. Like, you know, I could go on like the beard dating app or whatever, but like you should go on like the onesie dating app or I don't know, like pick something that you're attracted to. Yeah. But the problem is then you find a lot of adult babies, which, you know, we've covered that before in the podcast. It's okay if that floats your boat, but like, I'm not looking for an adult baby personally. Yeah. I just yeah. like someone who likes to go to dance parties. Here, here's here's where I'm getting hung up on on Ali's situation. Like you go and do fun things all the time. Things that you think are fun. Yeah, I, I do. I, I no do interest. a lot of fun things. You, you, you put you yourself no out into the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I guess my point is, you're like, where's all the men? Where are where is everybody? Well, like you're. I. It sounds like you're doing everything right. You're putting yourself out in the world. If you want to meet people who go to dance parties, go to the dance parties, and you will meet like-minded people. And so my question is, why are why are you are What's why are you striking me? out? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know, Matt. You seem I don't know. to that's be where the fish are. Yeah, I know. That's why. That's why I need to get on it and have you run my profile so we can find mm-hmm. out what it is I'm doing wrong because I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Gary of Match.com told me I just need to start dating women. So between this episode mm-hmm. and, the, and that one, I think there might be some truth to that. Unfortunately, I'm not attracted to women, which is the biggest hurdle. <laughs> the biggest hurdle. Well, you heard it here. I'm going to be trying women soon. So uh, tweet me at Ali Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. Tweet me for that or other reasons at June Bugger, J-O-O-N Bugger. Thanks to our professional lovebirds. Yeah, thank you guys for making us feel full of love this Valentine's Day. Um, you know our Twitter handles now. If you would like to email us, you can reach us at 2G1Podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails and might read them on the 
air. We also love getting your voicemails. Uh, so please do call us. And that number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6548. And finally, if you would like to join a chat with us in our Discord server, we always love meeting you there. Drop in. There's a lively conversation going on. That is discord.gg slash 2G1P. You will not find that anywhere, but here in this episode right now, that link is discord.gg slash 2G1P. And if you would like to contribute to this here podcast, well, what can they do, Allie? You can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Uh, we love you, and we'll see you next week. Decided instead of vag, we're gonna say vaj because it's fancy. <laughs> Remind me to share that later. And then when you send instead of a dick pic, you can send a vaj collage, and it's like a whole collection. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <I> like it. <laughs>